There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. It took him one day. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. Live from my couch. There's Brady, I guess. I hear oh, him. Yeah. Uh, the Brett's in there because <laughs> yeah. the cocks were running. You did it, Brett. I got it. Was it. One day later. <laughs> and a big Dick Toledo running around out there. I hope everybody's well. Welcome to Tuesday. It's 545. My cat now wants out of the room. The screaming and yelling at 545 in the morning has made the cat flip out. Agato Diablo de Guadalupe is no longer interested in hanging out with Dad. So he is uh, going to be a distraction here for a minute. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, the last day, guys. I don't have to do this. Uh, here's the protocol. I get to stay here today and do this broadcast from the house, which evidently, uh, you know, knock on wood, is going to work out one more day. But uh, here was the protocol yesterday. Richard and I were talking. Larry McFeely, our boss, our, our superstar boss, program director, <laughs> the Juku, as we call him. Still funny. Uh, was talking to Richard yesterday and started to cancel all of our uh, stuff, saying, all right, no comedians this week. We're not going to do this. We can't have people in the building. And Larry's in a mask, I guess, and everything else, right? So he's, he's under the impression, through uh, things he's read for the protocol in the building, that uh, we are, like, I am out, and uh, that place is toxic, and it is dangerous. You are not allowed. But no one else is in a mask, right? No one. All right. I'm so, I'm sorry, Brady was in a mask at the end of the show yesterday. Yo, you're wearing a mask too, Brady, just because of the potential toxic environment that that exists. Exactly. <laughs> on the way out, just, I wore put it one, on. Yeah. Get out. I wore just one leaving because so, I want to run into the Susie or something. That was the yeah, only reason want, I wore it. You know, you don't need people uh, up your ass. Just yeah, in right. case. well, evidently there's no rule against uh, for that, so you guys don't have to do that if you don't oh, want to. All right, good. Yeah. So because uh, Susie is the HR lady, she's not in a mask, right? Nope. Mm, no. Yeah, so nobody cares. Uh, so then the next thing Larry said uh, was like, we're out. Like, no, not, not going to be back until next Monday. And actually asked Toledo if there was a plan in place to uh, move Pladio because just in case it's just never ending. <laughs> How do we move Thanksgiving? I mean, come on. <laughs> right, right, right. So, I got, uh, so I have emails from every person in the world at uh, the building saying the CDC protocols and Hubbard's this and Hubbard's that. And basically, if you read it, it says... Uh, um, here's the deal. 
uh, lie about all your symptoms, and uh, we'll make it real easy for you. <laughs> so I didn't do that, but uh, it's 10 days. Here, I, you, like you have symptoms, you test positive, then it's 10 days from the first time you had symptoms on through, and then you just come back. There's no retest. There's no nothing. You just come yeah, back. You just show up. So I was under the impression. I've been. I, this is how most people do it, and I bet you most offices are this way because it's very funny. I've been doing the NFL protocol. I've been watching like the Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers thing. Basically, it's like all right, unvaccinated players have to be like 14 days of this and 12, 13 days from first signs of testing or whatever, and then they have to retest twice and come back. So I'm like, I assume we're that. Uh-uh. It's just my my symptoms started technically in hindsight. Not last Saturday, but the Saturday before when I had kind of an itchy throat after that Suns game. Like, my throat hurt. So I went to sleep, woke up with a little bit throat. No big deal, though. Nothing I was concerned about. And then Monday, they were bad. So, uh, so that was technically 10 days ago today. So I, I told Susie, I called Susie, our HR lady, and I'm like, is that okay? She goes, yep. And I'm like, uh, so my symptoms started. She said, were there symptoms on a Monday so you can come back Thursday? And I'm like, actually, they were on a Saturday. And then, she, and then I heard her go, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, when, uh, you'll be back Wednesday. And I'm like, all right, and everybody's okay with that? And she goes, yep. And I'm like, cool. Called Trip to get him on the same page. And he goes, okay, whatever it takes. Want to grab some lunch? And I'm like, I don't think I should do that. <laughs> but... Uh, Sure, if you want. And then, so that's the protocol. The protocol is, uh, hey, when were you sick? And I'm like, I don't know. Two weeks ago, Tuesday? Oh, you can come back right now. It's like, okay, I will. You've, you've so, taken an extra couple of days. Yeah, I actually I, went too far. And I took the brunt of it when I, because that, that policy wasn't in. Right. Oh, it no, was, we didn't have vaccines. Yeah, yeah you, you, you went well, off and even, got this even when nobody knew a thing. What do you mean? I was saying even when... Uh, I was in the midst of basically like four weeks of still testing positive. The oh, CDC yeah. actually came out with saying, saying it's ten days, and then uh, that was yeah, yeah, it runs that, its yeah, course. Yeah. And they changed yeah. their policy, yeah. but we still didn't as a company. All right, when you were yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. When you had it, it was like test, 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 and then then they did the thing. It was like yeah, if you're around for fourteen days quarantine, you should be fine, even if you keep testing positive. But but here we everyone, had people everyone, in the building that were freaked out horrified of the idea that you can take nobody really knew anything then but that right. was yeah when the cdc did that change so uh, the high the high rate of uh covid that's popping around and there's a lot of people getting it right now but since most people have you know kind of the vaccine or it's kind of past them um yeah the, the encouraged factor by the cdc's guidelines is uh if you need to get back to work and i don't know who would want to do that i don't know i, I didn't follow my own <laughs> advice i should have said oh i still have symptoms but, they, they, but then they'd have sent over, like, full... Br- you guys would have been over here. Like they, I'm, yeah, I'm not allowed to be sick. So it's like, you guys would have been here. I'm like, why are these idiots at the house? Oh, we brought our own broadcast equipment. The whole team's coming in. So I was like, I'd rather get back in there. And they just asked you one basic question. When did this start? And I'm like, I don't know, June? Oh, you can come back. There, no, nobody's really that concerned. So uh, today's the last day of the couch show. Uh, and uh, frankly, the only thing I'll miss is laying in bed until about 5.20. Best, just, best commute in America. Oh, it's the greatest commute in the world. I walked, I walked over to the couch. Uh, I still have sleep in my eyes. Like, I'm a mess right now, and it's fine. It's just absolutely great. So uh, there it is. So tomorrow morning, I'll be back in there, barring COVID attack, too, which I'm not going to worry about. Not I will sure say if that. you heard uh, what? what Austria, how they're handling 
the whole deal. If you're not vaccinated, <laughs> you're in lockdown. Yeah. Wow. You're not allowed to go out. Anyone that's vaccinated can come into work and all that. If not, and that's fine. You can choose it, but you're uh, locked down. You're not allowed to go out of the house. You and cannot only, leave the house. You can leave the house for, again, essentials. it's your, yes, your essentials. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, the... Uh, you can't get anybody sick at the grocery store or anything like that. And, but and, and they will have that thing where the person has a certain uh, work pass that allows them. Papers, right. please. Yep. But the- <laughs> Austria, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Let me see your papers, please. Why are you out of your dwelling? The, uh, the yeah, the fun part of the the deal is is that also encourages lying. Yes. Like oh, yeah. everything we do encourages like making stories up or lying and making the whole situation go away, which I would do all day long if I. And the other thing, if I started to have symptoms again, and you know I didn't catch a ton of crap, but it was wildly inconvenient. Um, I mean, I got a cold, so it was kind of obvious I had something. But I would just uh, I would lie again. I, I would lie about all of it. I would I wouldn't. There's if this were to happen again, I would just basically be like, no, I, I tested everything's fine and. And uh, that's it. Because I don't think anything can happen anymore. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. You say, oh, you got the symptoms? Yeah. All right. I'm uh, vaccinated. Eh, we're all fine. Everybody's good. So nobody was worried. So this today's actually just kind of superfluous. It's just whatever. And if I decide to wake up late tomorrow, I might pick this microphone up off the couch <laughs> and do another one. Because this ain't so bad. I just hate having work in the house. Because I got a text yesterday that the, the reason I don't want this in my house ever, and I won't, again, I've said it for years, the reason work and home have two different names is because they're two different, two different things and they shouldn't intertwine. And uh, talking to people who've been working from home over the last 18, 19 months, they kind of like it because the commute part, but there's no break. Your mm-hmm. job sits next to you all the there's There's something about that strange drive to and from that decompresses you out of one place and into another. And uh, it, without it, it's very strange because yesterday Fitz and I were talking and he goes, why don't you just pick up the mic, big babe, and let's chat it out. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I got headphones on, I'm on a microphone and Fitz and I are having a work conversation because I can. Right. And instead of just texting, which is silly. So I don't know. Which it's is a beautiful uh, thing for Fitz. Wait a minute. Somebody's got equipment that I can punch a button up and have <laughs> yeah, a conversation. Yeah, oh, he loved it. Somebody's going to talk to me. Loved it. Right. Uh, yeah. So it was it was a. Uh, that's it. So I highly encourage the lying part of everything because everybody's going to be doing it. And uh, if you want to, if you want to pretend like you don't have it, that's the easiest thing to do. I think go for it. Uh, I have to say this: I got a, uh, I got a text yesterday from a guy named uh, Henry Sutol Sutolovich. Oh, Henry Sutolovich yeah. says a- Italian guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very right. And he says, "Is everyone's jumping on the Toledo hate bandwagon?" Because yesterday, <laughs> at the end of the show, some guy emailed. <laughs> And said something that uh, when I wasn't in the studio, all he thought to himself was he would wish that uh, Toledo would shut his uh, Toledo would shut his D-hole. Use, useless D-holster. Cup, D-holster. <laughs> D-holster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, D-holster. And we all laughed. We had a good laugh at Toledo's expense. Uh, but he says, as everyone's jumping on the Toledo hate bandwagon, I might actually have a compliment for him. When Brady was in quarantine last year, he sounded like he was a call-in guest. And today it sounded like you were right there in the studio. And while you were talking, everyone else had the call-in sound until uh, they had a bit more to say. Then the balance levels came up and gave uh, a better quality sound for everyone. If any of this makes sense to you, uh, I'm just letting you know the sound for what you guys are doing sounded great. Kudos to Rich for producing such good audio. 
Uh, or they gave America's sweetheart better equipment at Toledo <laughs> just fiddle farting <laughs> and blocking Jay's emails. And I text back, well, to completely ruin <laughs> right. that. Uh, the technology's doing it. Brett actually ran the sound today. So the built-in compression that comes with all the equipment is the thing that balanced it. Meanwhile, Toledo was in the other room listening to Seattle Sports Radio and putting together the podcast. I said, uh, I'm a bit more of a, a stickler, I guess, when it comes to the broadcast stuff. So I spent a long time Friday making sure all the process was good. And Henry emails back, cool. So it was a setup and not Toledo, uh, not Toledo learning new tricks. Oh, well, I tried to compliment him. I guess it's back to attacking the cuck soy boy. And I'm like, yep, that's it. That's all. It's always just going to jump right back into the, the cuck soy boy attacks, which are there. But evidently, it sounds good enough that no one really knows the difference. So it's it did a. Sound good uh, yesterday. I have no idea how it sounds. It just sounds like me in my house yelling. You should listen to your own podcast. You'd find out. Ah, couldn't do it. There's no possible way. <laughs> Yeah, what channel is that on? Your own podcast? <laughs> yeah. Don't turn, don't turn the TV on, Brady. We'll lose you. Just, just don't do it. Uh, yeah, I have the TV on right now. They're doing a special about Thanksgiving pie, and it is a giant Reese's cup. And if yeah, this was nine on incher. Our, that thing All looks right, amazing. settle down. If we, I, if, that story yeah, if we had this TV on right now, we would be a three-man operation. There would be no way that Brady could look at a tele... And it's still there, by the way. The screen is it's frozen. It's sold out. The, you can't get it. You oh, really? can't get that. You've already looked into getting a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The TV, though, Brady, would have been, I, he would have been licking that television. He'd have been reaching for it. That was a clean picture of a Reese's Cup pie. Look at that baby, Brett. Oh, man. Is it just? Thing also look good. It's a giant. It's a giant Reese's. Yeah. Reese's. Is it in the wrapper, too, like, like the, the oh, actual yeah. peanut butter cups? So yeah, you know, Crawley. Question. Oh man. Yeah, okay. Is it uh, just a giant Reese's cup? They're cutting yeah, into pie shape. Yeah, nine inch shapes. cup pie. They call yes. it. But the, you don't just eat it like a big Reese's cup. You cut it like pie. Yeah. yeah. That's how they show it on the, uh, you know, cutting a piece out of it. Yeah, I know. I know what they showed Brady. Boy, well, he's imagining what. See, imagine, and this is the difference. Now, I will have to say, I have in just a day and a half grown accustomed to having a screen on, letting us know some things while it's going on, and. <laughs> That's going to take some time breaking me of that habit because I can't have that with shiny bass boy over there <laughs> taking a gander at the. Well, maybe if we put one behind him. Well, we got that TV that right on? behind him. I know, but would that be too much, Brady? Or do you? Do you Brady will just put yeah, up every a big once in a while. I might have to take a look at that banjo. Yeah. <laughs> then we lose you. Then it's over because the second your head turns, it's gone. You'd be like Morris Day. You'd have a mirror in front of you the entire time to see the TV <laughs> behind you. Uh, anyway, and plus, on I don't know if you guys are paying attention to this. But uh, with downtime and not able to go anywhere, I've found that I've started to watch anything. And uh, I'm not a binger, but I got into the Rittenhouse closing statements. I don't uh -oh. know if you're watching any of the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. What a, the uh, prosecutor took the AR-15 yesterday. I saw this, yeah. Alec Baldwin, the thing, uh, locked it. It wasn't loaded, but he, he, you know, he cranked it and pointed it directly at the face of the jury members. Like in in position, like on the shoulder, in the uh, you know the hot and ready position, not at you know down like you're supposed to with a gun. Never aim it at a person. He took the actual gun and aimed it at the jury and started to tell him like this is what this is what happened. This is what it looks like. It was horrifying to, to get watch. a feeling. Well, and to, the idiot didn't clear it. He didn't no. look to make sure it was empty, and he had his finger on the trigger. And he wrecked the thing. Yeah. Like he was ready to go. And yeah, you're right. He didn't clear it. He didn't nope. look. He didn't, make, he didn't make it appear at all 
that he had any it was an Alec Baldwin situation yeah. it's like this thing's unloaded i was told it was unloaded and to take an ar50 take any gun at all and aim it at a human being without any safety precaution is the scariest even on tv i'm like oh my god please put that down yeah. it was insane and uh it, it's i mean it's riveting television it really is that rittenhouse trial is unreal how I, I don't know which way it's going to go. One down, five to go. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of those. But the, uh, the the crazy the crazy thing was with all that's going on, that guy did it. And I got into a discussion with a, a gun nut friend of ours there, Brett Ted. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and I couldn't agree with Captain. him more. Couldn't agree with yeah, Captain Coronado. Couldn't agree with Ted Moore that you just don't aim that gun. But man, was that an effective lawyer trick to show those jurors how horrifying it would be if somebody just carried a gun in and pointed it at you. No matter if they're innocent or not, it just it immediately ups the ante in the way people are going to. This is what the res- kid did. Res- respond well. He he. It's a, it's a weird. I don't know if you guys have followed any of it. It's just so strange because the idiot went down to a potential firestorm. Well, not even a potential one. It was a firestorm with an AR-15 at the ready. Uh, and so, is it self-defense when you walk to the problem with the gun? Yeah. But then later, it was self-defense when guys were trying to beat him up, grab the gun, yep. uh, you know, and, and he started shooting. And so they're, they're, they're trying to make him to be like an active shooter type that went down there with bad intentions, but he did technically defend himself. It was self-defense at a certain point, but where do you start the self-defense uh, def- defense when the kid walked down there and said, there's trouble, I brought a gun, and it is really big and visible. Just and, in case. And you just don't, I mean, for me, and, and you know, people will argue the other side, and I kind of see both sides. Yeah. Is that uh, he has every right to do it, but is it a smart thing to do? And, and I, I remember once my neighbor's house alarm was going off, and it was crazy. And it was not just like a car alarm. This thing was nuts, and it was the, the place behind me. So I, uh, I, and it's, you know, one hop over the alley, and this is my, my backyard. So I went into the alley, and the thing's going nuts, and some, the, the gate's disturbed. And I'm like, oh, this is no good. So I grabbed a gun and uh, holstered it and walked around that edge to see if my gate had been compromised or anything else. And a couple of cops were right there, and I had had some drinks on top of it. Oh, and the co- Yeah, I know. And the cops were, uh, were standing right there. And I and my first my first words were guys I've got a gun on me right now it's not in hand but I do have a gun they're like we appreciate letting us know and I'm like I don't know what's going on but the gate back here is open blah blah and all I kept saying was and I have a gun it is it is a loaded gun it is and if you want me to leave I will and they're like oh no you're good you're good we're not finding anything uh, probably better to get back in the in your house and I'm like yeah okay I was just making sure I said you guys have it if you need anything I'm right here I'm like yep and I, and as I'm leaving I turned I'm like I have a gun. <laughs> it was it was this strange because I I realized at that moment I had I had invited myself into trouble by even walking out right, there. But right. I was you know I could have stayed within the confines of my fencing and I didn't. I went towards the noise. I went towards the problem uh, with a gun because it gave me that security and it was sort of well, it wasn't sort of it was really stupid. But at the same time, had I needed to use it, I would have I would have been able to defend myself. So. Uh, in this Kyle Rittenhouse thing, it's just so strange to watch these lawyers play out when self-defense starts and when you ask for it. Here's the other thing and, that went through your mind, that little thing that's like, well, that's the reason why I got this gun, for situations like this. But the, it wasn't, though. 
But it's always in the back of my mind because why you buy the gun? Well, I better take it out because that's why. But it is for self-defense. If if your neighbors are going crazy with an alarm, that would be something to wonder. Is that self-defense for me, though, if I walk over to it? Yeah, that's that's true. You know, am I defending anything of mine walking towards someone else's property? Well, when it starts, well, then there's the, the, the gray area that it felt like it was moving over towards your property. I'm, I'm the only one who made it feel that way. Yeah. I mean, in, in hindsight of my own actions, I am the only one. I mean, in, in hindsight, the best move for me was to guard my own thing, not to leave it. And there is the, uh, the argument of why people are saying that's why we don't want people to have guns, because they then feel like, oh, I got this. I'm going to yeah. use it. Well, the whole trial, there is, there is, that is a, if that were true, we'd not, have a lot more shootings, but you're right. Correct, yeah, but yeah. not technically firing it, but it's going right. to go out there, carry it, and I'm going to go towards it yeah. because I'm more secure. I don't agree that he should have went towards it, but I mean, I, I agree that he can have it and he can, yep. you know, defend himself. You're allowed just for to have sure. it. Just like you were in the back, yep. you know, if you were Absolutely. just in your backyard defending your stuff, yep. okay, but if you went over right. into your neighbor's yard, eh, it's something else. But to me... And maybe this is the tactical black stuff talking. The first thing they they tell you is uh, the best defense is getting the f out of yeah. it. Yeah, right. And uh, walking towards it with an AR-15 across your chest is definitely not inviting um, behavior. I guess it's it's a. I mean, it's it's riveting television. It really is. And the only person that seems uh, to be bored by it all is Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, this kid is yawning. choking back a. Did you see the yawning? Well, he, he was doesn't... crying like crazy last. Wow, well, no, was, was he? Was he? That was the day I started getting involved just because like those aren't I've seen those tears before and they're when you're crying to try to get something from your parents when you're four. It didn't seem real. But the uh it seemed like acting. But yesterday somebody has told Kyle Rittenhouse, um, don't yawn. You're on camera the entire time. If you yawn, you'll look like you don't care. So instead he's doing those closed mouth like mm-hmm. trying to hide yawns and it's more obvious and it made me so i i like i yawned about 300 times for the kid because <laughs> every time you see somebody choke back and yawn oh my god it's 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 worse than covid i was i was like come on kyle just let one out get under the table do something turn around put a blanket over your head let that yawn out about 13 times he did the closed mouth mm-hmm. I'm like just yawn man but yeah it is a it is a uh Fascinating thing, and they've made the trial about like what Brady said is like people shouldn't have guns because they'll use them. They've made the trial about guns, oh yeah, and not about the event really. The, the prosecution did. is basically making it like these are horrifying. No one should ever have one. Uh, they didn't say that, but by aiming it at people uh, on the heels of that Alec Baldwin thing, which is just so weird um, to, to aim an AR-15 at people. And you're right, didn't didn't clear it. I mean, threw that thing back and made the noise and then just pointed it right up, finger on the trigger. And it was Man. effective. As a lawyer trick in, in court, wow, is that effective? Because on TV watching it, you're like, holy crap. This Still is still wrong, uh, though. This is, oh, it's incredibly wrong, but it's so effective. If you're a juror and a guy points an air, and especially if you're a gun guy, all of a sudden the trial becomes about gun safety and like who's doing what and how stupid people are and. It has nothing to do with what happened. It's it's a fascinating deal, but I don't know. I guess they're going to jury deliberations today, and I don't know uh, on the rest of the accounts how it's going to end. On yeah, and all the stuff. I don't know what they, they're just. I don't know what they're deliberating is guilt. I think today. Well, the one story I heard, you know, they the judge 
sided with Rittenhouse. And well, now dropped one charge. Oh, yeah, yeah there's a couple of charges. Charge. Possession and, and or the, something like the that. Re- yeah. news reporter was, or the person, journalist doing the story was uh, claiming the judge is in on this with Rittenhouse. Oh, it's well, that's politically charged. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, uh, it's guns. It's uh, the I think it was a BLM march and all that, and in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and they showed some of the footage. Those folks were they burned up a, an entire car dealership, oh, like yeah. the, all the cars. It was it was, and that's the thing. I mean, that's where my brain says, "Hey, they're burning up the uh, courtesy Chevrolet down the street here. I should grab my gun and walk towards that." I, that's. <laughs> Right. That to me is like, I mean, it's already a problem. I'm not going down there, but it's a man. Once you start watching, like, crap, I'm sucked in. And I watched that for about two hours yesterday. And then, miserable with my life, I got up and decided to do something productive instead. Because you can't sit and watch somebody else's trial for two hours and feel good about yourself. But yeah, it's, I highly, uh, highly recommend, uh, you know, binging that. If anybody's saying, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, Rittenhouse. It's been great because there's nothing else for me to watch anymore. I watch old Max. Is that on Netflix? Yeah, it will, it will be soon. They're gonna get. I think you can pick it up on uh, Amazon Prime and get all the repeats. But uh, yeah, I was totally immersed in that thing yesterday, and now I'm just annoyed by it because I'm, I'm now I'm hooked. So I'm gonna go back into you know Fox News and CNN's coverage. Fox News did it, and then when I left the room and came back, they had a story where they had a. Uh, a priest on. This is where we are in 2021. Fox News has completely lost the plot to me. CNN's been gone for years, so don't think I'm picking a side. Uh, they had a priest on yesterday that said that uh, he could have predicted what happened at Travis Scott's Astro World because of the demonic imagery. He goes, and demons, uh, they love tribal drum beats. They love uh, the whoa, demonic whoa, images. Whoa. They love, uh, yeah, and he's talking about, you know, all music and certain drum patterns and things like that. Demons love that kind of stuff, and uh, they were. And I'm like, is it 2021? And somebody is still on a newscast being taken seriously, saying demons might have done. You know that. Uh, uh, you know, demons probably got involved again. How in the world this dude was on television? And Toledo, if you can find the clip, you guys will laugh because it's like an onion story. I give it to him for at Come least going life. after the inter- entertainment value. But I wish there was a joke thrown in. You know, that was the funny part. It was like he was dead serious that demons played a part in this. And then once, you know, he's like, you walk in through this giant uh, uh, structure of Travis Scott's face, and you have to, in order to go in, you have to go through the mouth, which we all know. And he acted like this was common knowledge. Demons uh, use the mouth as their as their way of getting people in and out from one side to the other. And then, of course, there was a you walk down this uh, ramp. And there were some images that uh, made it seem like you were going through the seven layers of uh, Dante's Inferno. Wow. And, and he said, and so you got that going on. I'm like, what concert doesn't have fire and make you feel like you've just crossed over into a dangerous place? That is about, you know, I mean, every rock concert ever has had that. And that guy probably right strokes out if he looks at a ghost concert. Oh, oh if, he's, if he saw, but that reminded me of when people would say, you know, rock and roll has got to go. And, and they would break records in, in the early 80s when they put... Uh, Pretty, yeah, pre- it's getting closer, isn't it? Yeah, Ozzy and Priest and all these people. Like, we took these morons, uh, these you know these people who have defended child rape for over a thousand years, and we put them on TV and say, you know, tell us about demons and how they're involved. And it's like, how in the world are we taking any collared individual seriously about the... Uh, 
You said the, collared, the, right? Collared. What, yeah, collared. Yeah. <laughs> and how, that, and I know what? I'm going to I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to take it a step. How do you take any any uh, person of collar? Uh, how do you take them seriously at all? But yeah, it, I was just sitting there shaking my head. I'm like, this is on a national news channel. That's the highest rated one. And they're just stirring the pot with with demons now, as if America wasn't dumb enough. There's a there's a faction that now thinks that demons can be summoned. In in in, in I don't know. It made me You're feel like about, uh, uh, race was race played a part for sure. Percent or people that believe in spirits and yeah, you know, I mean, they're that over- stupid though. That they think that demons play a part in their day to day life, that they can't control it. Well, if that was the case, why I don't know about de- can't controlling, but well, I think uh, clearly you can't control yeah. it because Astro World was a full stampede, which he kept saying, "This is clearly the work of demons." The stampede could have been avoided. Hey, yeah, it could have been avoided, but it had nothing to do with demons. It had everything to do with a promoter that allowed fifty thousand people to stand where twenty thousand people go. If, if and human nature, if being yeah. a demon or possessed or whatever gets me Kylie Jenner, I'm in. Sign me. Where are? Where is the papers? <laughs> I'm signing up. Uh, yeah, and that's what he said. He said Travis Scott clearly is in on the uh, on the deal because he's been promised fame and fortune uh, by uh, uh, deals with uh, Satan. <laughs> Sounds like a Charlie Daniels song. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, he, he, he's Johnny. He rosined up his bow, and he went to Astro World hard. But I was just, you're right. If, if like a demon made it so it's like, hey, you can get Kylie Jenner uh, a couple of babies. I'm like, well, you have to have kids. He's like, hey, I'm a demon. I'm going to make it a little bit awful. <laughs> demons. I mean, seriously, uh, demons. Like that's what he thinks had something to do with it. Not just a terrible accident. Can't just chalk it up to uh, really poor planning. And everything else. Nope. Demons. And again, that guy's music was was making the demons happy. He knows what makes demons happy. We've got that. That's science. We've got that all figured out, what demons like. And it's usually rap concerts that get people all fired up. And that's why every single rap concert, there's a, the ending is a stampede. It was, it was embarrassing to have on TV. But, you got it? I mean, it's like, it was like, we, like to, uh, Fox News was a time machine back to all the stuff we laugh at when they were afraid of, you know, uh, the Beatles, for Christ's sake, and they were uh, like uh, Ricky Nelson. Oh, oh, oh. Here's the guy. Here it is. Oh, it is. A satanic. Get two things wrong. Oh, oh Toledo's got some <laughs> some uh, radio videos going on at the same time. <laughs> they didn't have a crowd in the one I watched, Rich. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, the the guy was just out of his cork. And they took him to, like, nobody ever said, that's a little far-fetched, sir. Again, I go back to the idea, I don't know that anybody truly believes in demons, because if the chief of police told you that your your loved one who had just been murdered, they can't figure it out, but we're pretty sure it's demons, you'd be like, fire this man immediately and find me who killed my my, uh, my wife, kid, husband, whoever. ...exorcist expert whose work was featured in the movie Demon House. All right, well, so, Father, what signs... Did you see at that concert that would lead you to believe there was a satanic role? First of all, when the entrance (laughs) to the concert seemed to be the mouth of the uh, singer and uh, everyone was had to kind of go in through that and... uh, and certainly, um, for a, a demon, cool uh, the mouth is a prime uh, part of one's by body that it would like to take over. <laughs> it's a bounce house. Because it could uh, certainly uh, communicate and, and talk, and, and, and that is mm-hmm. um, one mm-hmm. of its uh, prime uh, objects. 
And a so mouth. when Looking you got into one the of concert, sermons. then yeah. he just described a mouth to us. into going to the other side or, mm-hmm. or coming to the stage, which was seemingly like the gates of hell. And, and so people right. were kind so of you know, I, you can You can stop it. You know, the reason why, no. I, and I even turned into like a political activist for black people. I had my arm up. I'm like, yes, because the stage seemed very similar to what he pictures the gates of hell looking like. Black people dancing yeah, everywhere. They're yeah. walking into that ashy skull. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if you want to have some real fun, watch what the Simpsons did 20 years ago when they did a, uh, a thing about, um, I think it was uh, crossing over to the other side. They have, the ex- they have Travis Scott's entry head as a demonic place you walk through. It was like 15, 20 years old, the show. And the Simpsons have predicted everything in the history of man. Uh, it's the craziest thing since they've come on. They're, like everything you do, you can go back and say, wow, they, they did a Simpsons about this. They have the Astro World entrance in one of their episodes. And it's 20 years ago, oh, which wow. is insanity. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So it, 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 that was my day yesterday. But if, if you know, again, if we're, uh, if we're talking and you say, well, demons made it, so I did this, this, and this. We're, we are, it is impossible for us to be friends if demons are something you blame for a day-to-day act, it's just I can't, I can't, I can't tolerate you. There's no personal responsibility when demons step in. Talk about encouraging lying. Anyway, uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? A Travis Scott one, maybe, and get those demons <laughs> no. all happy. We'll get them happy and no. fired up. It'll be fun. Uh, it makes me want to listen to Travis Scott so people like that guy are nowhere near me ever in my life. His music sounds like hell. It's not going through the skull and everything else. You kidding? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, soundtrack music. of hell right there. <laughs> now, I'll give you that, but that's, a personal, <laughs> that's personal. That's not demons at work. That's just uh, you saying, I don't like it, yeah. and I can deal with that. Demons have made it so I can't like it. That is a low-IQ'd individual. Uh, anyway, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. You give it to us good and strong. We'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! You guys partake? I'll partake. Hit me. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.